ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zadok Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Oh, yeah. You know what that sound is. It's money on my mind. Money to your pocket. Hopefully we can bring it like this. I'm telling you right now, I was going to draw my play of the season on Monday or Tuesday. Then all of a sudden, news came out about COVID. So I told my private group to hold their horses. Now all of a sudden, the COVID news has surpassed us. And they're saying that the Raiders defense is going to be intact. And I'm saying I don't give a damn. I'm saying that it's a revenge. We're talking about revenge narratives. We're talking about a game that the Kansas City Chiefs lost. And then the Raiders decided to take a victory lap around the stadium and that's been the talk all week i talked to my man alex gold out in kansas city i've been listening to him and he said that that's all that's been talked about in kansas city that victory lap the raiders thought it was cute after the upset to jump on that bus and they say that the bus driver took a a bad turn is what they're calling it well the bad turn is going to be a bad taste in your mouth because i'm telling you right now that a team in the chiefs that if you look at this particular matchup they surpassed 32, 32 and a half, whatever it's at on your book. Some places 31 and a half this morning. They've surpassed that total pretty much every time except for the one they lost. You're getting a pissed off Mahomes. You're getting a read and that, that feels disrespected. You're going to disrespect that team after you beat them? You should have came in there quiet. I'm telling you right now, you smash it. You smash it to the ground. The team total for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to score somewhere around that 40-point mark. And you're going to smash the Chiefs to the ground at 7 points. That's my favorite bet of this week and maybe of the season on that team total. I'm telling you right now that they're going to run them into pieces. I'm giving you my favorite bet, so that's all I can give you guys. So I'm going to give you as far as straight bets, that's it. I'm going to give you a few props, and it's going to be on one lamb, that um, CD lamb that uh, Josh mentioned earlier, and this is what I got for him. Go ahead and fire him up for getting in the end zone today. The Vikings have allowed the fourth most points to wide receivers, but even worse, a league-high 12 touchdowns to the slot receiving uh, the, the slot receiver position. So go ahead and fire him up. Burrow, fire him up as far as your, your rush yards and rush touchdowns. He's going up against Washington, the team that's allowed the most rush touchdowns to quarterbacks. Julio Jones, I gave you the stats earlier. He's pretty much touched that 95-yard mark in all the five stat lines that I gave you against that defense. No Lattimore. Fire him up as far as yards over. And another one, Terry McLaurin. Okay, he leads Washington in yards and first down conversions. What are you going to get today? A lot of that. They're going to keep moving the ball in small increments. Fire him up as far as yards, receptions, a little bit of everything because I also think he gets in the end zone. That is my money on my mind, and I'm going to leave you in better hands here because enough about me. I'm only a little piece of this engine, but we're going to go to Josh, and he's going to get flexy. What you got, Josh? All right, guys, let's get these flex plays going this week. We also got some quarterbacks if you want to use them for daily or, you 
you know, maybe you've got an injury going on and you have to reach for a guy that you don't feel comfortable with. Well, here's a guy you should feel comfortable with, Cam Newton. I know he's kind of had an up-and-down year, but you got to love the matchup against the Texans. I think he's going to get some rushing yards for you. I bet he probably punches one in if I, I had to I think it's sexy. I think it's very flexy, flexy for Cam this week, so get him in your lineup. Also like Derek Carr. I think this is a, a, a game where there's going to be some points against the Chiefs. Usually you have to kind of hold your nose when you start Derek Carr, but he's he's been pretty good this year, and they do push the ball down the field more than they used to with Ruggs being in the mix. Also, Matt Ryan, we've been talking about this today, this Saints-Falcons game. We see a lot of points. Love Julio, love Ridley coming back. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a really good game for you this week. Don't be afraid to fire him up and get flexy. Kalen Balazs, guys, come on. The matchup is spectacular. Get him in your lineup. I know – it's been tough to trust certain guys, but I think he comes through for you this week. Gets a lot of opportunity. Also, like Damian Harris, we talk about how bad the Texans' run defense is. Sony Michelle, he's not going to play. So I think you fire up Harris. He's going to have a lot of opportunity today, and I think he gets in the end zone. And also, Naeem Hines, fool me once. Well, whatever. Look, he may burn you, but the matchup is great. Hines! Hines! Get him in your lineup, guys. Give him a shot. He's a flex play. I'm not saying to start him over, you know, Zeke Elliott or anything like that, but I think he can help you out this week. And let's get to the receivers. I think Brandon Cooks, I, is it a revenge game? Kind of. I don't know, but I think Will Fuller's the guy that they try and take away, though, especially those deep shots. Maybe that leaves a lot of crossing routes open for Brandon Cooks to have a nice PPR day for you. And then Jerry brought it up. I really like C.D. Lamb in this matchup against the Vikings, especially attacking out of the slot. The Vikings have some weakness there. I think C.D. Lamb can take advantage. And then you should be starting Keenan Allen every week, but start him this week, guys. He's a top-five play. If you're on the fence, get him in your lineup. Also, Jamison Crowder, I think you can go to him in PPR. It's not sexy. You're never really excited to start Jamison Crowder, but he usually gets you over 10 PPR points like almost every week. Give him a shot. And then Jacoby Myers against the Texans. Somebody's got to catch the ball give him a shot i think if you're desperate maybe as a flex play maybe you have two flexes in your league get him in your lineup and then hunter henry is really starting to come on i like him this week and hayden hurst we i love the falcons to put up some points i think he gets going today too and those are my flexi plays of the week let's get over to the text line because the people need you they need it and this guy says i love the show as always but is it fulgham is it samuel or is it judy and ppr oh man this is a tough one here because Fulgham's just, he's not getting the amount of touches since the offense has changed. So I think I'd go with Judy. Our man Titan Hugo says, Miami or Baltimore defense? Man, uh, God, it's kind of hard to get away from Miami right now. I mean, they have been playing so well. So, yeah, I think I'd take a shot with the Dolphins. One out of these four. Is it McKissick, Boyd, Juju, or Cooks? Oh, man, I think Boyd. Yeah, and I'm on that one on Juju. Just I got a good stat about something with Juju coming up, but Boyd, you can't. It's one of those two. Obviously, don't. I'm not even looking at the other two. Although Cooks, it's if anyone, this is his type of game. But I just don't know how many, how much scoring is going to go in. So you're going to be depending on the end zone, and I think that Boyd and Juju have a clearer path to do that. Yeah, and you trust them more in PPR to to get more catches, so their floor is a little higher. Nine three six wants to know: Is this a bounce back week for Henry? I think so. We talked about the Ravens have a lot of injuries on their defensive line. I don't think Calais Campbell's going to play. So I think Derrick Henry gets going. Shout out to 409 PPR League. He says he's got Damian Harris or Brandon Cooks. I feel like Harris is a little safer. So I'd go with him. But I think Cooks will have a nice game. But I'd go with Harris. Is it Miles Sanders or Naheem Hines? 
Oh, Miles Sanders. Guys, he looks great. I know he, he just missed some opportunities last week, but he looks good. Miles Sanders should be in your lineup every week. 713-780-3776. Again, if you want to get something off your chest, if you have a, a specific question, because usually it's you're not, we don't do this on radio. You know, usually we, we look down on guys calling and say, hey, this is my team, but this is what money line's for. We're leading you up to kickoff. We're trying to get you on the right side, and it's almost a playoff time. So for AG, out in the woodlands, saying he loves the show, he needs to know, is it Lamb or Burkhead in PPR? I'm going to go with CD Lamb. Here's the thing, right, is it's the Patriots. It could be more of a Harris game. It could be a Burkhead game. I think CD Lamb is for sure going to get targets. I think he's safer. I like him this week. How about Eagles or Browns? I'm I'm sure they're I don't know if they're even saying for defenses or or picking wise. I don't know. He didn't he didn't specify here. I mean, geez, we, we got to decide which one it is, right? <laughs> uh, gambling wise, gambling wise, God, Philly is just a disaster. I, I have trouble taking them for anything. Remember last week, I was leaning towards the Giants because I was like, I just don't know about Philly. And they, Carson Wentz looks terrible. I, I, I'm going with the Browns. I don't feel good about it. Speaking of Philly, XO Holly chimes in and she says, let's not talk Philly. Laughing my ass off next game. Whenever she's saying that, then there's bad news. Yeah, you, you know it's not going well for you. All right, well, I want to kind of talk about your Steelers here, Jerry. We haven't, we haven't gotten into this game yet. They're a 10.5-point favorite this week. They're playing Jacksonville. The game is in Jacksonville. You know, we, we pushed James Conner last week, right? And that, that backfired on us. We thought for sure that that James Conner would finally get going last week, and that didn't happen. I hate to tell everybody, but I think think you just have to roll him out there again against the Jags this week. Mike Tomlin came out and and said it again. He's basically putting his imprint and saying he is a bell cow. He used the term bell cow. Whenever you have your coach saying that, you, you you have to imagine that he's painting your running back for about 20 touches a game, and that's what he's always been. Around 17, 20, sometimes he could get you 24 because he can catch the ball as well. But it's just about him being productive on those. I believe that you have to fire him up again because you can't just – It's that Steelers defense is so – so, I'm not going to say wishy-washy because that would make them a, a, the offense – it would make them a, a bad offense because they're not. They just don't have a such a – I guess it's good to have so many different types of weapons, but it's not a really true sense of identity. It seems like the last – okay, so the last three weeks – Big Ben has thrown the ball 42.8 times a game. The beginning of the season, 34. So then when you say, where are those targets going? Well, you see Juju. Juju had 111 receptions in that 2017 season. He Mm -hmm. was top six in the league. He's on pace to beat that quietly. It doesn't seem like Juju, right? Because now we're seeing Deontay Johnson. And you're saying, what about him? Well, we see that every game that he's played 70% of the snaps, which where he doesn't get injured, over double-digit targets every single one. So then you're saying, okay, well, what about Claypool? Then he's getting the deep ball. Yeah. So they, they have a little bit of everything, and then you have Ebron working the, 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 the red zone, and then you have Connor. So that's not a bad offense. It's not, but what worries me is we pushed him real hard last week because he was playing the Bengals. Like, that's when you want to start your running backs when they're playing them. And the week before that, it was the Cowboys, and you wanted to start him there. And, and before that, it was the Ravens, which is, you know, that's a good defense. But to my point, he had 15 attempts rushing against the Ravens, 47 yards, a little over three yards a carry. Then it gets Dallas, 2.4 yards a carry, nine attempts, 22 yards. And then it gets the Bengals, 13 attempts, 36 yards, 2.8 average. I mean, that's awful. If you're Mike Tomlin, what is your thought going forward on this game, 10.5-point favorite? Will the back door be open? 
keeping in mind that the short turnaround, Thanksgiving, big game, Steelers, Ravens. Is that on the mind of the Steelers saying, let's get out of here in one piece, let's play this vanilla? Or is it saying, man, let's just go ahead and just be who we are and we'll see the Ravens on Thursday regardless? Well, I mean, the Jags were decent against the Packers last week. They didn't get their doors blown off. Yeah. and Okay, I, I mentioned a trend earlier. 81% to the under, and we're talking about an over uh, 50 games, uh, 55 game sample going back to 2013, the Steelers games as a road favorite, 81% to the under. It's happened this year. I, I told you on the Titans matchup. I told you on a few matchups, and look what happened. That's what they do. I think that they get out to a lead, and then they kind of slow it down. There's always a premium on betting the Steelers. I think that the premium goes on the total as well, and it ends up being a little bit too high. If you're playing that game, I can easily see, okay, we talked about painting a picture as far as score. How many points are the Jaguars good for? You're saying two touchdowns? That'd be that'd be a, a really efficient offense. So say two touchdowns and a field goal, that's 17, and that's a lot. Let's say that Pittsburgh scores 27, 27-17, still is not that great for the over, mm-hmm. right? So then you're telling me that Jacksonville has to way over exceed expectations and the Steelers have to hit 27 or 30, which is still a lot. 30 points is what Jacksonville has allowed. Yeah. It's close. I think the under's the play. There you have it. Played the under. Jerry's on to something here. Break it down like that. We're going to break it down for you. 45 minutes left till kickoff. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. SportsMapBets.com is live. Stay up to date with betting guides for this week's NFL and college football action. Or check out SportsMapBets research tools and keep the lead in your fantasy league. SportsMapBets.com has all the info you need to make the best play. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. About about 40 minutes till kickoff, till your Sunday NFL gets started. Hopefully you got that barbecue pit going. Hopefully your coffee has already settled and you're getting ready. Maybe a little Bailey's. You're turning up and you're saying, honey, I shrunk the kids. No, hopefully you're saying, honey, I'm about to make some paper over at my bookie. Shout out to everyone again on Twitch. We got a little bit of questions coming to you, Josh. I miss Flexi, but is it Robert Woods or Chark or Mike Williams, PPR? One of them. Shout out to Eddie DeVille. Oh, man. that's. I think I'd lean towards Chark. It's a tough matchup for him, though. Man, this guy sent too many. Uh, pick Duke Johnson, Damian Harris, Bellage, or McKenzie? I think I'd go Harris. And then who would be number two on that list? Bellage or Duke Johnson or McKissick? I think I'd go Duke. All right. Naheem Hines or Godwin for a flex play? Oh, Godwin. Ryan or Roethlisberger? I think I'd go with Matt Ryan this week. Patriots defense or Rams defense? Ooh. Man, I think the Rams game might be a defensive struggle. I think I think Brady's going to have some issues. So I'd, I'd go with the Rams. I like where you're going with it today, Josh. I feel like we're on some winners, but also just uh, it's a lot of work on this show. It's, it seems like we're always chasing money, but you need to go ahead and reward yourself, and this is how we're going to do it. You need to go ahead and hit up the occasional uh, invitational presented by ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. This is what's going on, guys. 
This year's tournament is going to take place on December 3rd at 11.30 at Wildcat Golf Club. Each golfer will receive beverages from an official beer sponsor and provider, right? So get out there, play some golf, enjoy yourself. St. Arnold Brewing is going to be out there. You're talking about lunch, dinner, and 18 holes of golf. I hear Granado is going to be out there. You know he's going to be out there. Register right now at ESPN.com and take advantage of that. Again, we, we work so much on this show. We try to have fun. We chase this money, but it's time for you to enjoy yourself, and that's going to happen on December 3rd. So good luck to all of you because uh, I would – I mean, it, that, that would be fantastic. No doubt about it. And a little quick house, housekeeping here. Uh, Balaj, I was asked about him earlier. I like him this week, so try and get him in your lineup. You saw last week that he's the guy that they're going to go ahead and trust. The, and, uh, you know, the coach came out and said he's going to get more opportunities, so – you hope he's telling the truth. You, you know, you love the matchup, that's for sure. So, it's, I mean, it's the Jets. CeeDee Lamb or Marvin Jones for Flex? I will go with CeeDee Lamb. Marvin Jones, my buddy texted me this the other He's the new Joey Galloway. You remember when <laughs> Joey Galloway would either get you three points or he'd get you like 25 points? He'd burn off. Yes, and, and I feel that way with Marvin Jones. Every time you bench him, he gets like 150 yards and two touchdowns, and then he doesn't do anything for a month after that. He's just a really hard guy to – to know when to start him and when to bench him. Let's get to the rest of these games. We're running out of time. All right, let's do it. All right, let's jump over here. We haven't talked about Cincy Washington football team yet. I know this is the big game that you're ready to watch today. Uh, Washington's favored by a point and a half. Alex Smith back in the fold. I don't know. Is there a way to make money off of this one? Maybe regression to the mean sum on Alex Smith. The yards have been there. Over 350 yards in the box score back-to-back weeks, but only one touchdown to show for it. I talked about McLaurin and money on my mind. Up there in air yards, up there in receptions. I think that it's another game for him. He's quietly, he goes under the radar. He's a he's going to become a household name eventually. It's just people don't, I guess it's just a team he plays on. No one wants to trust him. It's definitely that. And, you know, you hate that because he's a good player. I think he's right around the top 10 of fantasy points this year. So, I mean, he's a guy you should basically just be starting every week. You just put him in your lineup and you don't really think about it. What about Geo on the other side of the ball? Are you trusting him at running back this week? He's the one that gets me also. Every time that Mixon goes out, everyone fires up Geo and then he doesn't. But then it's sometimes when Mixon doesn't have all that great of a game, Geo vultures him for two touchdowns, you know, in 75 yards. I'm not trusting him at all. No, I mean... Look, you know who you're starting and who you're not here. A.J. Green, he shouldn't even really be on your fantasy team anymore. He might not be in the NFL at this pace. Isn't it amazing? Look at where he is. And he has a pretty good quarterback now, right? And then look where Julio is. Like, Julio's still tearing it up. And, you know, that same draft, A.J. Green, he's falling off. How dumb can you be, though, knowing that in the NFL there's tape? It's not like... You're only hurting yourself. It's not like you're hurting the team out there. You're like, man, I don't give a, I don't give a damn about this team. You know, forget the Bengals. They've done nothing for me. I got money in my bank. And then you're thinking, yeah, all these other teams, your your next employer, he's going to look back and say, let me see who A.J. Green is. He this is. is who he is, the guy that doesn't even finish routes. And then whenever the other team intercepts it, he just started walking off the field. I mean, it's it's pretty sad, but that's that's where it is now. I'd be worried if I was another team but, uh, bringing him in. I, you don't want that kind of guy in your locker room. He's not a bad dude. It's just we see this with guys that play for the Bengals forever and play for the Lions forever. They just get to where they, they're tired of losing, man. They, they hate playing. So, uh, obviously, a Gibson, you're starting him at running back. It's a good matchup going against the Bengals in this game. Uh, anybody else you want to hit before we move nah, on? let's move on. All right, let's jump into this Titans-Baltimore game. I really want to dive in on this one. Baltimore's at home. They're favored by six. You know, I 
there's probably a lot of extra. You know, they, they want to make up for last year that playoff loss to the Titans. You know, I could see Lamar Jackson coming out here, playing with the chip on his shoulder. They're at home. I, I kind of like the Ravens here, but I'm worried Derrick Henry's going to have a big game because we know the Ravens have big injuries on their defensive line. How big of a game? Because if we got to go back to when the blueprint was made, I, we could call it, and we got to go to those playoff matchups where the Titans made the blueprint on how to stop Lamar in the big game, and they did that. And they did that on the hands of defense, limiting what the little short throws and making him throw outside the numbers. One, and then another thing, running it down their throats. So then you look at who are the Ravens this season, a team that's in trouble in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Offensive offensive line, they've lost two big offensive linemen, one of the best line, uh, left tackles in the league. Then last week they lose to one of the best blocking tight ends in the league, a team that runs two tight end sets all the time in power formations. That's trouble. Then you look on the defensive line. Now, Calais Campbell. Brandon Williams. Now they got inside linebacker uh, LJ Fort. And you're telling me that they're going to have to stop Derrick Henry? That's trouble. It is. The one thing I do like is the Titans are really bad in the secondary. We talked about it before the show started. They just, they have trouble covering anybody. So I think there was ever a week that, you know, Lamar's going to get going. This would be the week. And I mean, We've been talking about get-right games this year. To me, this could be a get-right game. You know, they lost to the Patriots last week. Maybe they were looking ahead a little bit at this Titans game, you know, wanting to stick it to them from last year, the playoff loss. So I I think we could see the Ravens get going. They're at home. I think the Ravens could take care of business. I actually like them to cover the spread today. And like you say, get get right. Well, they need to get right, right? This is what they've scored, 24, 24, and 17 after their bye week. That's what the Ravens have put up. But then how do they get right? Against a Titans team that surrendered 27 points in six of the last seven games. And all those quarterbacks have been top uh, top 12 running backs, uh, quarterbacks, QB1s. Yeah, there you go. So I think this is a spot where it's put up or shut up time. I think Lamar is going to have a nice game and bounce back this week. Uh, Anything else on this one? Totals at 50. Is that about right? I think that's about right. Okay, let's move along here. Uh, KC Vegas. This is I'm pretty excited about this one, actually. You like the Chiefs a lot. Tell everybody why you like the Chiefs here. Because Mahomes got good hair. <laughs> Next. Yeah. No, uh, just honestly, man, Mahomes, we talk about we talk about MVP candidates. You talk about Russ, and he's taking a step back, and so you start trying to paint who else has a chance. It shouldn't be anybody. The only way that Mahomes doesn't get MVP this year is they're giving him the LeBron treatment. You know, once you know LeBron yeah. James is the best, and you're thinking, man, we need someone else up there. 25 touchdowns, one interception this season, Mahomes. Think about that. 25 touchdowns and one interception. And there's talk about MVP. Unless he took a drastic step back, then that'd be the only way. And it's not going to happen today. Why? Because, look, check out Mahomes against Paul Gunther, that defense, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. 13-2 touchdown interception ratio, 1,500 yards, 19.6 rush yards per game. He's finished as a top seven quarterback every single time that he's gone up against this defensive coordinator. Man, and this week's kind of interesting. Sammy Watkins, I think, had a setback. They were expecting he might rejoin them this week. Doesn't look like that's the case. So, you know, maybe it's a Miko Hardman, DeMar- you know, Demarcus Robinson, maybe a game for one of those guys. If you're desperate and you need a flex, you know, maybe you can put Hardman in there and, and he catches a deep touchdown for you. What do you make of the backfield for the Chiefs now that ever since Le'Veon Bell came back, Hilaire, Hilaire hasn't had 
double-digit touches since. Is it a matter of the game script and everything that's happened in those particular games? Or is it saving them? Or is it getting Le'Veon Bell ready? What is it? I think it's a lot of those except for the Le'Veon thing. I think it's the Chiefs throw the ball a whole lot. We know that. We saw that last year, too. And as the season goes along, Andy starts leaning on his running backs more. We saw it with uh, Damian Williams last year. Remember, down the stretch and into the playoffs, Damian Williams was incredible for the Chiefs at running back. They're coming off a bye. I think Clyde Edwards-Elair, you know, getting even more comfortable with the offense. So I think he's going to be good going forward, guys. I'm, I'm confident in him. I just don't think Le'Veon Bell looks that great, you know, when I'm with the eye test. He doesn't look that, that sudden anymore. He just doesn't have it, and that's what used to make him so explosive. Being able to hit, he was he was one of the most patient runners I've ever seen. Yeah. He would wait for the, he would actually even put his hand on the on the on the offensive lineman's back to feel it, and then he would hit it. You don't see that anymore. A few nuggets before we get out of here. Kelsey, I think he's going to be the highest scoring tight end by far. Check this out against Gunther's defenses: eight for one hundred eight, five for ninety, seven for one hundred seven, five for sixty two, twelve for one sixty eight. The last time they played in two touchdowns, he's going to smash them. Gunther's defense twenty ninth and sack rate thirtieth in quarterback hits. He's going to have time. Mahomes back there. Something weird about this though: Tyreek Hill against that defense. He's only gone three for seventy eight, five for fifty five. One for thirteen. Really, really, really small sample sizes, but not that big of of, of I guess bulk scores. I think that today, with the time that Mahomes going to have, Hill's going to get over the top. Fire him up. Obviously, you weren't going to skip him in your season longs, but in DFS, go ahead and hit him up because I think he'll have low ownership. I like it. I, I like the Chiefs to score a lot of points here today, and I like Carr to have some points as well. And I also like keeping it local. Check this out. Shout out to everyone that supports our station, and not just our station, but everyone local. But, you know, the reason you're listening to Moneyline and all, all the wonderful shows on this particular station is because the the sponsors and the guys that keep everything going, and that's what we want you to do. We challenge you to do this. As a local based company gal media believes in the concept of supporting local businesses jobs in our community so we're asking you the listeners the money liners to hashtag keep it local when you're shopping in out taking out or buying services consider it local business anything that's considered local business share your great experiences with a hashtag you hashtag it keep it local and then that's the way we'll know that way our sponsors know hey and keeping it local. That's what the listeners here do. They support the station and you support Moneyline. Thank you for listening every single Sunday. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hello. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. A little less than 30 minutes till kickoff. Virginia Button, we need your help. Godwin, or is it Deontay Johnson, STD League Standard? Remember, we, we, we came to. The STD leagues are not what we were thinking. The STD for standard as far as when we're referring to fantasy. Yeah, I think I go with Godwin. I think I think he gets going this week. How about flex play? Is it Damian Harris or is it MVS? Uh, Harris. Let's keep going through these games. Again, 713-780-3776. Shout out to everyone listening. Our guy Eddie says he's headed to buy the new Call of Duty for his son while listening to Monday Line. 
Gunner Bankroll's purchase with today's Max Bombs. Nice. I like that. Um, yeah, let's jump into this. It looks like Drew Locke is going to play. I wanted to get into this Broncos game. That that tells me a lot because you want to know who's playing quarterback, right? So Miami is going to Denver. Man, Miami's been on a nice little roll here. They're, they're favored on the road. That doesn't surprise me by four points. Do you have a play here, Jerry? I don't. It it almost feels like a trap game because everything here wants to, leads me to believe Miami, the way they've been playing, the way that Drew Locke is maybe – I don't even know if he finishes this game, to be honest. What if he takes a hit? That, that Miami defense creates pressure. What if he takes a bad hit and he's out of there? I don't – who is it, Ripken? That's who's going to come in? I don't I don't trust this. I, when we think about Denver, though, we, we tend to think that they're still the same defense that they were the last few years. This isn't that same defense. This isn't the Chris Harris. This isn't the Vaughn Miller defense. That's not what they are anymore. So we have to be careful of how we paint them. Be careful as far as this game also, though, because the Dolphins, I'm not sure if if they should be favored by this much against anybody yet. On it just it, it's it's a little bit too fast. It is. I mean, they've been playing well on defense. They've gotten pretty good quarterback play, but the turnovers on defense have just been huge for them because they're scoring with them very often. They're scoring during the national anthem. Yeah, they're scoring. Like the national anthem still singing, and they're already up thirteen. You know, that's just the way their games have gone. So it doesn't. I mean, yeah, we saw Tua have to stand up for his on against Murray and go go toe to toe for pieces of that game, but for the most part, he's had it pretty good, and it's the way that the Dolphins are built. Uh, they have great defensive backs. They keep everything in front of them. They allow you to run. They bend but don't break. That's who they are. And, and look at that division. I mean, for years it was just, you know, the Patriots running away with it. You got the Bills at 7-3, and three, the Dolphins at 6-3. and three, And, hey, let's be honest, there's a good chance the Patriots win today and get to 5-5. Five and five. How about for the running backs uh, position uh, for the Dolphins? Anyone here? Because you saw that they went from Gaskin Jordan Howard gone. Matt Brittle, Brita, none. So now you got Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, I, I, I think Ahmed or it might be Ahmed. Sorry. I, no, I mean, he's... Excuse me. He's actually... A, I know. Like, how are you not familiar with this guy? No, I mean, he's a top 20 running back this week. So I think you give him a shot. If, you know, if you're desperate, there's a lot of those guys this week, right? You know, Harris, Hines, Balaj, Ahmed. All these guys are kind of in that same tier where if, if you need a flex, you, you might have to start them. 22 touches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. A lot of people are going to chase that again this week. Well, I mean, the Dolphins have been getting production out of the running back. They really have. Let's get some production from the HRP listener line. Let's go there right now. We have some wide receiver questions. Rob, you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Yeah, guys, I need two out of four, and I got Lonnie Cooks, Jameson, Quattle, C.D. Lamb, and Lisa Hearn. Okay, I would start C.D. Lamb and what were they, say them again? Uh, C.D. Jamison Crowder, A.J. Brown, and Brandon Cooks. Uh, and you need I would start A.J. Brown. So yeah, that's how that's how those are the two. If yes. you need two, those C.D. Are the two. for sure. Yeah, C.D. and A.J. Brown, and then Cooks would be my third choice there. Yeah, I agree. Let's get over to another call, Nick. He has also some wide receiver questions. What's going on, y'all? Money line. What's going on, guys? I think I'm going to have some fun this uh, this weekend and put Taysom Hill in my flex. Uh, but that leaves me with two wide receivers to choose. I got Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins, and DJ Moore. Ooh, he's got a good options. He does. I, I just don't know how you get away from Michael Thomas. You know, like, at this point, we always use the term "getting too cute." Yeah, this got to be it. Uh, if if Taysom. 
I mean, you talk about trust. If Hill's going to trust anyone, yeah. Also, you got the double connection. If you want to get cute, you got the stack. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, gotta, you know, if you if, if you want to go that route with it, it, but I mean, to be honest, they're really close. I mean, Godwin's a top twenty guy, and so is Michael Thomas. So it's tough, right? Because that's a that's a challenging defense for Brady. With, it, and you know, I I expect he's going to have a tough game with Godwin. Maybe he gets the better matchup of him and Evans with Godwin with Evans being on with Ramsey. Yeah, and then I think it's Hill that goes on the slot with them. Uh, I guess matchup based. Sometimes they move Ramsey around. Sometimes he stays outside. So if he stays outside, he could be on Antonio Brown a lot because Mike Evans and Godwin run a lot out of the slot. Yeah, I just, I, man, it, it, that's a tough one. He has some big names on there, but again, it, we always use that phrase: "Don't get too cute." Yeah, start and, your studs. And if you're if if you drafted Michael Thomas and you took that, you put that much equity into him, and then all of a sudden you've only got what three or four games out of him, you have to write him out right now. Yeah, I mean, I'd go back to him, especially in a PPR. You feel like at least he's going to catch you, you know, five, six balls. Yeah. You know, and then I think he'll do a lot with it. Maybe in the end zone one. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they allow the uh, bottom three 20-plus uh, play, plays down the field. I think that at one point or another, someone, someone's breaking it off. That I mean, and they're always this defense. It's not like that. that this is something new for Atlanta. They always allow big plays. I feel someone's going to get gone. Maybe it's Thomas on a on a on a bad tackle and a lot of yards after catch gets in the end zone. He pays off, but do not sit Michael Thomas. Just can't. I I don't think you can. And look, there's you wouldn't be surprised if he went off against the Falcons defense today. They're not that good. Let's see if we could be good for Jeremy. Jeremy, what's going on? You're on money line. So guys, uh, quick question. I got I got Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. Who would I start? Who would I sit? Appreciate it. I would go with uh, Matt Ryan this week. Me too, by far. I gave you those stats earlier. He's been smashing it, and especially when he has Ridley and Julio in, no Lattimore. I think that Matt Ryan throws three touchdowns today, to be honest with you. I'm going to actually bet that myself. Let's go to Justin. He has a PPR question. What's going on, Justin? What's up? Uh, 0.5 PPR, um, Ronald Jones, Belage, and McKissick. Uh, I would go with... uh, Balazs, that's the guy I would roll with. I agree with you as well. You know, it's funny. I keep I'm agreeing now. After we left the show yesterday, I looked on the uh, on the, last week. I looked on the text line. I opened up my computer whenever I got home, and some guy said, "Man, do you guys ever disagree on anything?" <laughs> and then my wife, I read it out loud to her, and she was like, "Man, I actually think it's funny when y'all agree on something because y'all usually disagree on things." Yeah. Again, I'm not going to disagree. There's some of these hot take shows that are paid to to make them go against each other and say, man, just to have another view. I can't do that to you because it's a Sunday morning. There's actually money on the line here, and it'd be ridiculous for me to go against Josh on a lot of things that I know that I'm agreeing with, you know, just for the sake of saying, nah, man, let's not do that. There's money on the line. And and, and again, there's not very many people that I trust that I reach out to. I, I don't like to look at anybody's picks, anybody's anything. Josh is one of those few people that I'll hit up and before I make a move and I'll be like, hey, I'm about to do this or, hey, I got this going on and I trust his word because I know he's watching the games just like I do. So, hey, we might not always be on the same side or agree, but it's not done purposely. We're not doing it for hot takes. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. My name is Bob Lee and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Last segment. Little less than 15 minutes till kickoff. Let's get right to the HRP listener line. Ricky has a question for us. What's going on, Ricky? Hey, can y'all help me out? I, I, ben Stantling or A.J. Green this week, guys? I, I'd go Valdez Scantling. I mean, A.J. Green is just, he's killed you all year. He's checked out. I mean, what, 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 do, we, what do we really expect? What would be a ceiling game? You know I mean? If he went off for like eight, and, eight or ten catches for a touchdown, I'd be real surprised. I just don't see it. Scantling, he just beat him one time over the top. Hopefully we know that the Colts don't give up that big play, but all it takes is that one with him, three catches, a touchdown, and he would take it. Yeah, if you get that 40-yard touchdown, you know, you're, you're loving life right there. And we know Lazard is coming back, but he may not play the whole time because he's just this is his first game back. And if you look at, you know, what A.J. Green's done recently, the last two weeks he's combined for two catches for 19 yards. So you just you can't count on him. How about another guy on his team? Can you count on Boyd over Jacoby Myers? PPR. Yes, I, I like both players, but I would go with Boyd. Two of these receivers, Cooks, Jefferson, Antonio Brown. I would go with Cooks and Jefferson. All right, let's finish these games before we get out of here. All right, let's do it. We only got a couple more left here. And we also did want to talk about Jack Easterby in a moment, but let's get through the games first. So the Jets at the Chargers. This isn't exactly the game I'm looking forward to cracking a beer and watching. Of course, it might be a game, probably be a lot better with a lot of beer. Ugh. You know, watching the Jets, period, is just ugly. But I think Keenan Allen goes off here. I, I think Jamison Crowder has a nice game. I think, you know, he's a top 20 play. If you're thinking about Jamison Crowder in a PPR, I think he's somebody you could go with. He was when uh, my flexi plays earlier. Jamison Crowder leads the Jets in catches and yards whenever Flacco has been starting. He's dropped 8 for 116 in a touch, 7 for 148, 2 for 26 in a touch. So he's gotten in an end zone twice. Uh, you gotta like him. He's not. It's not a sexy name. It's not. It's not a flexy name. But but he's gonna get paper. He, he is. And you know, in that same game, I think Hunter Henry's starting to come on at tight end. And and like I said, I already like Keenan Allen. So I mean, the Jets stink. You know, you gotta like your Chargers in this one, which you know brings up the total here. It's at forty-seven and a half. I guess. I guess they're just expecting the Jets not be able, being able to score too much. Yeah, and I don't know if that's going to be the case because we saw that they'll have their moments. They'll get it downfield. You see Flacco, he's finally going to get back. He's going to have Perryman, Crowder, and Denzel Mims because we saw a few of them get hurt in that first half. Yes. In the middle of the game, you start saying, who are these guys? I don't even know who they are. All of a sudden now he has a full team as far as wide receiver group, and he gets uh, Beckton back, the left tackle. That, that's a big help. So what do you think? Nine and a half. Chargers are at home. Their favorite is, I don't know. It seems like a little bit too much. A little too much? It seems like all the Chargers games have gone down to the end. I don't see them just blowing somebody open, but I love Herbert everywhere today. Man, he's a, he's a good player. I'm not so happy with the haircut. I don't know if you've seen. He's been he's been taking a lot of heat for the haircut. He, he looks about 11 years old now. Uh, looks right. like a, this boy's life, that movie. <laughs> it does. So let's move on to the game of the week. Rams, Bucks, man. Tom, I think he's going to struggle against this defense. At least he's at home. But tough matchup. Bucks are favored by four and a half. Which way are you going? I think that it plays out. Uh, what are these teams good at? The Rams, they like to run at a high, high pace. But what can the Bucks do? They stop the run. So what's going to happen here? 
I think a lot's going to fall on Goff's shoulders. And if that's the case, that's bad news. The pressure's going to be there. It's going to be in his face. That's what Todd Bowles does. He's a He brings pressure, and he brings it up the middle. So it's going to require stepping into the pocket, stepping into the teeth of the defense and throwing that. I don't see Goff doing that. I see it. Four might be a little much. I see it as more of a defensive battle. I don't see how they get to that many. We, we try to do a pre-show to, to paint a picture of how these how this scoreline gets to that over. I don't see it really getting there. Maybe an underplay. Also, Tampa Bay has Kansas City on deck next week. Something to consider for sure. And that number is 48. Both of these are two really good defenses. You know, everybody's looking at it as Goff and Brady and, you know, what's going to happen with Jalen Ramsey and, and, and Mike Evans. But I I think it is going to be hard to score some points here today. And what do we know about Tom Brady? He hates that inside pressure, right? Getting him off the spot. Who's better at that than Aaron Donald? Inside pressure. You know, I think that could be a factor. Great point. Both both guys are going to have to step in to throw into that defense. Both guys that aren't really known to be that mobile. Also, don't forget, Andrew Withworth, the left tackle, he's out. That is big. <laughs> that, that, that's huge. I almost forgot that aspect. So think about that. Andrew Withworth out. you got a team that, that's going to bring pressure. Goff's going to have to make throws. I think that under a lot of a lot of incomplete pass, a lot of short throws that are going to keep the the pass or the, the clock running. I like that under quite a bit. I do too because I feel like if they can take away that outside zone run, you know, from the Rams, if the Bucks can take that away, and then the play action doesn't really mean much for Jared Goff, I think he could have some trouble there. And also, too, with Brady, if they get one-dimensional and the Bucks they can't run the ball, that's trouble for Tom, too. Seven of the nine quarterbacks have finished quarterback 17 or worse against that Rams D. There you have it right there. They're, I don't think people realize that the Rams have a good defense. I also don't think that people realize that Brady is 10 for 13 when targeting Antonio Brown. Man, and that's what's interesting, right? Is where's Jalen Ramsey going to be lined up? It, it, it's tough with the Bucks, you know, because each you want to start Godwin, you want to start Mike Evans, and all these guys. But can you really consider them more than a low end number two receiver? You know what I mean? You just don't know which guy's going to score. Now, a lot of people were scared that once Brown came into the lineup, Godwin's snaps were going to take a step back. 112 snaps from the wide receiver group. He still leads the the, the wide receiver group as far as snaps. It didn't change anything for him. That's interesting. What about the running backs in this game? You know, last week I really liked Leonard Fournette, and of course, Ronald Jones goes off. You know, it's funny. A lot of times I like the matchup, but if the coach goes to the other running back, oops, we missed. And that's an issue right there. What do we think? Ronald Jones, maybe this week? I wouldn't bet on him doing it again. I'm scared because you're, first you're taking a gamble and picking one or the other. Then you're taking a gamble going up against a defense that's only allowed five all-purpose touchdowns to running backs the entire season, five. And that's so terrifying. And with Leonard Fournette, you just don't know when you can trust him. At least he's getting a lot of catches, but it didn't really matter last week at all. You know what that sound is. It's time to put your name on something Something you feel passionate about, something the people could get their money on, what you got. Man, I, I I hate doing it, Texans fans. This is one that, you know, you hope you get wrong, but I think the Patriots cover and win today. I, I have Patriots by two. I think they take care of business, but uh, hey, hopefully I'm wrong. Ooh, that hurts. What you got, Aaron? So I ha- I've been looking at a couple of different ones because you guys know I like the stat type things. I think the one I'm going to go for, Jake Lutton. Versus the Steelers' defense, over one and a half interceptions at plus 155. Okay, I like it. As far as for me, let's see. I want to give you a player. I do, but I'd rather give you the Chiefs. 
I'm not going to even beat around the bush. I'm telling you right now, they're going to take him to the woodshed. You do not disrespect Andy Reid, especially after you beat him, after, especially after the team has been dominating and the, the loss to the Raiders, and then you're going to take a victory lap on Andy Reid, coming off a of bye week. This is going to be a back to the woodshed. Chiefs score about 40 points. I'm putting my name on Chiefs team total and that minus seven. That's what I got. And now a new addition to put my name on it, Dr. Intern. All right. Uh, my pick for this week is um, I'm hammering Pats minus two. There's no way Belichick is coming to Houston and uh, losing to the Texans or Jack Easterby um, <laughs> because he just doesn't lose to previous Patriots staff ever. There you go. So we got two of our guys on the Patriots. Uh, I might as well spoil the be- spill the beans here. My private group, we're on the Patriots as well. So we're going to leave you in those hands. And if you're going to get to that bet, there's only one place to place it at, and that's at my bookie. And we're going to end the show. I'm going to leave you in good hands. Go to my bookie right now. You got about five minutes. You're going to use promo code RADIO, and you're going to get a 100% deposit bonus. They're going to match you. You're going to put in 100. They're going to give you another 100. Now you're going to get to get loose with it a little bit. Have fun on some of the bets that we gave out today on Moneyline. Put a little bit on the money on the flexi plays on those props over. Over at my bookie. You're going to play. You're going to win, and you're going to get paid because that's the motto. You're not going to gamble on the gamble. That's the thing that we use here. You're going to get paid. You're going to be able to reap the, the, the benefits of the fruits of labor, for example. Again, promo code RADIO. Promo code radio, 100% deposit bonus. Thanks for listening, everyone. We love you. Peace.